Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's Mole Patrol, that podcast about the mole here on Reality TV Wrap-Ups. I'm your resident masochist, Josh Wiggler, joined here by two Gs, Jess Lease and Brooklyn Zed. What's up, my friends? We found them. The Gs are no longer missing. We're here. Yep, here we are. All the G's were missing. Uh, you know, I don't even have to ask either of you. You did both so smart. I'm sure you knew exactly who wrote Romeo and Juliet before Anderson Cooper had to dejectedly tell a bunch of idiots <laughs> uh, what they were missing out on. Oh, my God. Episode five of the Mole of season two here on Mole Patrol. I love this show. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much fun with this show. I hope everyone's having as much fun as I am because that means you're having a lot of fun. Oh God! Uh, And and Jess, I'm still not at the thing that you you say I'm going to lose my mind over. Not at the Uh, thing yet. So great, so great, so darn good. As we're doing Mole Patrol. It is a spoiler-free watch of the mole season two. I've never seen it, so don't you dare at me with them spoilers. Uh, Jess and Zed know everything, so please at them. Send in your feedback. Mole Patrol at robhasawebsite.com, though it should be noted that as of this recording, we're doing a little bit of a binge recording. Uh, Because we are masochists, uh, we will be recording. uh, We're recording this on a Sunday, uh, and then on a Monday, we are going to be recording uh, the next Mole Patrol so we're off by like a week. If you want to get in feedback for the Mole Season 2, Episode 7, you still can absolutely do that as of these words that I'm saying into your ears right now if you're listening to this, to this uh, as the podcast is dropping. But you've missed the window for Episode 6. Uh, so hopefully you got your feedback in for that. Um, but Zed, oh my God. Uh, I, I don't know how much longer I can tread this water of an intro. Yeah, if you were if you were allowed to travel, you it's, could uh, yeah, no, be no problem. It's a no brainer, obviously. Like if I if if traveling was uh, was an option here, uh, then like that would be fine, uh, Jess. Like if you you know throw all the weight on me that you want, as long as I'm traveling. Yeah, no problem there. 
that's pretty obvious that that's going to be fine for me. Um, but if it's, uh, if I just have to sit still, that's a big yeah. problem. It, it makes me a lot better in basketball too. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I travel in basketball all the time. Uh, he said, except he's, he never plays basketball. Uh, it's just not, a, not really a thing that, that happens for me. Uh, gosh, I, I really, I really love this season so much. I love all these people. Uh, I love Anderson Cooper and his exasperation. So exasperated Zed, in fact, that he literally punches a contestant this week. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it tickles me to no end. Like it's a thing that happens. Is Anderson Cooper's like, "Shut up, Rob!" He punches him in the arm. Like, there's just freaked out. Oh my god! There's just so many great things that are that are happening this week. We're locking them in cages this week, which is a wild and a lot. Uh, you know, we're we're literally like uh, putting uh, weighted necklaces around their necks as they have to tread water. Just they're trying to drown the contestants this week. Yeah, and did you notice that the weight of each one of the nexuses was 500 Gs? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So many Gs. Uh, all the Gs were missing as a wise man will say in this episode. Uh, so I'm, I'm so psyched about it. Of course, we also have our very own quiz to get through this week. Isn't that right, Jess? There's always a quiz. Always a quiz. Always a quiz. So uh, we can laugh at uh, the quiz that goes down this week and what they get wrong. All we want, Zed, until it is us who are being uh, laughed at by the end of this podcast. We will certainly see some red thumbprints for ourselves by the end of the evening, I think. All we need is one green and we're One good. green. One yeah. green is what we're and shooting we'll for. We're looking for one green here, folks, on Mole Patrol. Um, all right. Without further ado, uh, let's do this thing. Let's get into episode five. Brooklyn Zed, as always, you've got the wheel on the recap. Lead us in because there's just, I feel like there's a lot to talk about this week and I'm just, I'm ready to pop off. Yeah. Uh, the G's will be missing, but currently the players are missing their families. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been gone for a little over two weeks. And we see Darwin, Al, Bill, and Heather all like talking about being cut off from the outside world. They're missing their homes and their families. We know Al loves his wife and his daughters very, very much. He's got that precious photo that wasn't burned yeah, in, the, in the very first episode. Um, and then we get right into it. We have a we have an aim. We have an aim. Uh, think or sink. We have three swimmers, three runners, and a talker. And Al yeah. wants to be the talker. And I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Time <laughs> time to go. Time to shine. The time to put up or shut up. And Darwin's like, well, how about shut up? <laughs> I mean, you really have to give it to Al here because it seems like he's proven himself as a talker in this moment because he really kind of starts talking and doesn't shut up. Yeah. Uh he really go- he has a lot to say. Um I'm getting close to switching my mole pick to Al by the way. I just have to say I'm I'm start I'm starting to feel like it's him. Uh is is kind of where I'm at right now. I I feel like I got to just commit to Bribs and stop like trying to switch it, but like I don't think it's Bribs. Uh, Al is so front and center. And like has been in a lot of like prime mole spots, uh, and could be like a really exceptional mole. 
I I think like my my pick was Bribs and like my heart right now is drifting towards Al. <laughs> uh, either way, I just love him. I think he's just such great TV. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'll be the talker, of course, absolutely. I love that. And Dar was like, not this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he makes the point that Al has had pivotal roles in two of the recent games that they played. He was the trusted player for the damn game. Um, and he was the matchmaker for the Little John, Little Jane game. Uh, and so he had important roles to play. He got to make big decisions. And Darwin feels like maybe give somebody else a chance to shine yep. uh, at this moment, which yeah. I think is fair. Yeah. Uh, sure. Fair's got nothing to do with it, huh? On a show like The Mole. That's also reasonable. Yeah. You know? Uh I do think that Al's like reaction, Jess, is just so explosive. Yeah, he's the kind of guy I think he's used to being allowed to do stuff when he volunteers for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think he comes from I, I would guess like in the kind of in the kind of line of work that he's in, if you volunteer to do a job, everybody's like psyched. Like, yeah. great. Distribution manager, go distribute some more things. Like, I'll yeah. do it. I'm the best. And everybody's like, yeah, you are the best. Great. Congratulations. Great. And go so be here, the best. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to be the best. And everybody's like, yeah, everybody needs a chance to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Because also we need to, we also need to be able to fairly gauge who screwed up the hardest in order to better inform our mole picks. If you just do the job every time and you try real hard and are good at it, we don't get to rule anybody out and we don't yeah. get to like evaluate anybody else. Yeah. So stop being the star, change, dude. Change the variable in your science yeah. experiment of trust. Yeah. yeah. You're like the control now. <laughs> but I think like a lot of the like him going off and like getting so angry uh, and like being so public about it feels like very good mole cover to me. Uh, where like he's like, if he's the mole, he's trying. He's not. He shouldn't be drawing so much attention to himself. And he's like so mad about like the put me in coach quality of this <laughs> thing that I feel like that that's so sus to me. Um. Uh. And like he's like he's so so mad at at Darwin over this and that he's like gonna have like this like this blow up with Darwin. Uh. And like between this and like. It was it was ribs, right? That he got like really angry about, uh, got angry with on the train, right? Once upon mm-hmm. a time. Um, so like him like kind of like being in this position where he keeps showing people how serious he is about wanting to win, that feels like very good mole cover to me. Uh so I'm I'm growing really suspicious <laughs> of Al, who like definitely like whether like this is an ensemble show, but it ha- has been like demonstrating big main character energy. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like so, like he's either like he he's he feels like Endgame for sure. Uh, regardless of whether he's like the mole or he's like um, he's like he feels like this season's Jim. Uh, mm. To me, is kind of the the vibe that I've got from him. See that, um, but like with like a little bit less of like the slyness of of Jim, which like sort of like threw me off from thinking like he would be the mole because it would almost just be too obvious. There is like a little bit of like there's like a there's like a little bit of of, of less of a clever quality to Al that makes me feel like 
being duped that he is cleverer than he gives <laughs> off. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very suspicious of him. Anyway, so he's not going to get picked. Uh, Katie is going to be the talker. Yes. Uh, this uh, proves to be a, a, a choice. Boy, yeah. Josh, if we were picking among us, who is going to be the talker? Uh, probably <laughs> not me, right? Probably you. <laughs> you just filibustered this yep. Al point for like three solid minutes. Well, I'm also trying to just like get that out. And also I'm like desperately because we do these as like video uh, as we're recording. I'm desperately not looking at either of you because mm. uh, I don't want to see any facial reactions. I don't want any tells. No, nothing. I mean, honestly, we're not giving anything away. Yeah, I've been watching Zed, and I think they're watching me, and I think we're both kind of like, every time you say, I think this person is the mole, our reaction is pretty much exactly the same. We just kind of like nod along. I'm not looking. Whatever name you say. We are are inscrutable, Josh. We are inscrutable. Mm -hmm. I'm not not looking. I'm not trying to screw anything. I'm not trying to... How would I be as the mole? It'd be great. Yeah, is that right? I think you would be so anxious. Yeah, I would be so anxious all the time. I would freak out. I would freak out. Yeah, I freak out so hard. If Steven was the mole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Exactly. The self-loathing mole. Yeah. It would be me. It would be me. I don't Mm -hmm. think it would be good. Um. Yeah, I'd be the talker. Uh. So. So yeah. So the Katie's the talker though this time around. Uh, back at a blackboard, where, mm-hmm. right where she belongs as a teacher, Anderson yes. said. Yes. Um, so the game here is that there are going to be four questions dealing with the history of Vicenza, which is where they are. Um, three of them are answers that the runners will have to go find, and those are going to give them 15 letters of a word scramble that will be used to answer the fourth question. Um The timer for the game is there are three swimmers treading water. Those swimmers are Darwin, Ribs, and Bill. Sort of. Just barely. Bill is technically a swimmer. Is he, Um, though? Is he, though? He's not a treader. That's Uh, for sure. He's a traveler. There's two types of people in this world, Jess. There's treaders and travelers. It's it's true. I I think I saw this in a luggage ad once. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And which one are you? What's the question out there? And if not, I'm going to go like sell it to my company because yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty good. good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Get up off the couch and travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so every five minutes, a swimmer will be getting a 1.1 pound weight. Uh, and it they have just a, say half a kilogram. Yeah. 500 G's. All the G's yeah. are all around the G's. All the G's are missing and placed around <laughs> your neck. Yeah, that's where the G's went, actually. Yeah. Went yeah. Into the pool. Yes. Um, and so they have until all of the swimmers have tapped out. So Bill says he swam a mile in a flight suit. He should be good to go. And it took him, what, like an hour and a half or something to swim there and back. So they're all very confident that Bill's going to have lots of stamina and be ready to do this. Uh, How long ago did this happen? Would be the question yes, I would ask. Remember, he's a retired rear admiral. Mm-hmm. Was this 30 years ago? Yeah. Was it five weeks ago? That makes a difference. Well, and swimming and treading water are different activities. That's treading true. water requires a lot of ab strength. Yeah. Whereas swimming is much more like upper body and legs working together. Yeah. And I, and I agree. I think I could I could swim a mile. I could not tread water for an hour. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could I I might make ten minutes. I think I'm about I'm about where Bill is. Yeah. Uh, but Bill thinks he could take the most weights. He's like, I got this. And yeah, then they no put problem. one weight on Bill, and he's like, 
I don't got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, eight minutes, gotta go. See ya. Can't yeah. even make it to ten to get that second weight out of the way. Mm-mm. He's yeah. done. Seven minutes, 30 seconds is what he gets, I believe. I mean, from uh, a game theory point of view, that's the way to do it. Like, if you're going to drop out, you wait till that 10 minutes is is on you and you take that way. And, and then I'm like, peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he could have only held out for another uh, two minutes, 30 seconds, that would have been helpful. But probably not enough anyway. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, there was a bigger issue. Bigger issue. Yes. Um, so the runners have to go from us. They get taken off in a van and driven to a starting point in the city. They have to find answers to three questions. They have a map, but they cannot take it with them when they go to look for the answers. And they can only go one at a time. They can't have help from a teammate. Right. Uh, the And Katie is relaying the, the talker part of the job is that Katie is relaying these questions to the runners via a cell phone, very high tech uh, for the time. Um, so she calls the runners and reads the question. And the first question is, what is the name of the poet on the statue near Tempio di San Lorenzo? Mm-hmm. And Rob goes to find it and gets lost and has to come back and then goes out again. And the answer is Giacomo Zanella, which he spell he says correctly and then spells wrong. Right. Uh, but Katie gets it wrong, too, because she hears like Vanello at mm-hmm. one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but during all of this and like this is like the first cause for alarm, uh, Jess, is that this like Bill is out. Mm-hmm. He's out. We have not even cleared question one and we are we are we are down a swimmer. Yep, it's it's rough. We got a man down. Bad start. Yeah. yeah. Katie calls and tells Olavia, the one swimmer down, and Olavia's like, okay. Swimmer's down! And Olavia's like, what the frap? You know? I, I really, yeah. and I feel Dorothy's like, like, what happened? I'm, I'm Dorothy in this moment. I want to know more information. Yeah. yeah. Not that it helps me in the task, but it helps me in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. It helps yeah. me formulate the deeply <laughs> personal attacks I'm going to make on this person when I see them. <laughs> yes. Uh, so eventually they get uh, the A, Zanella ending in an A, because um, Darwin suggests it, I think. Um, and Katie asks him how he knew A was the answer. And he says, because I am the ball while he's treading water. Oh, yeah, that's a great moment. Uh, yep. And we uh, we must not forget that every time the show starts, Anderson tells us, stick around for the clue as to who is yeah. Mole. Uh, That's it. I, would, I want the montage at the end of the season to be that Darwin was the Mole, and it was when he says, I am the Mole. <laughs> that was your hint. Yeah. 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 Zed, do you remember what that was all about? Was that like just there is one hidden somewhere in the episode? Or was there like something really explicit that they did? Because no, people were saying that I can't remember. I, I watched it in real time, but this was a long time ago, and I've watched mm-hmm. at least a hundred seasons of reality TV in the meantime. That's no, not it, hyperbole. <laughs> it's yeah, true. I believe it. Uh, no, I think I remember what one of the clues mm-hmm. is very specifically, and it is extremely obscure and not a clue at all uh, that is going to be explained to us at the end of the season. Yeah, um, I, I remember. Yeah. I remember the one that was like nobody was ever going to get it, and then I remember mm-hmm. another one that I was like, in retrospect, it's like okay, yeah, I could probably have gotten that, but I, I'm trying to remember if like they were really like if they were throwing something in there and they were like, "There's your clue," 
video style. Yeah, like like you know when they do the little stinger at the beginning that's like watch this other show. They're you know or call in with this password mm-hmm. to enter to win. No, they didn't do that. No, they did not. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So Darwin is the mole because he suggested yep. that an yep. Italian name ends in an A. Yes, that's how he knows um, he's the mole. <laughs> Yep, that was it. Was a good clue to who the mole is. I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, uh, and so, also, uh, uh, he's the mole because he no longer has the goatee, right? Like he is shaved. So I think like that's another tell that he's the mole. Doesn't that mean, identity? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that mean you turn good after you get rid of the goatee? That's the tell because that's what uh, you would think. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello, all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. The second question is where they send Dorothy out to run to like count a, a bunch of like steps on a hill and she just gets like deeply, deeply lost in the wilderness of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little unclear what happens here. Like obviously they know the answer is a number, so they start trying numbers that fit the the amount of letter spaces that they have, spelling out two hundred 37 or whatever the answer is very clever very clever that they are able to just like we could probably just get the answer if we just keep yeah. trying because there's no penalty for guessing right right yeah so just right. yes so just Anderson's going. just gonna stand there and say that is incorrect over yes. and over and over again you until you are correct. He's so mad he's so mad there was an amazing uh, race challenge that was like that where yeah. they went to this this field and it had all these signs with words painted on it. And it was like, find the answer. And all you had to do was like, go up to Phil and like rattle off every single name that was in the, mm-hmm. was on any sign and you'd eventually get it right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you can outsmart the puzzle, go for it. But I believe that Olavia can't go look for her answer until Dorothy comes back. Right. right. So, it's like sort of time saving in that they know they have the correct answer. And like if Dorothy comes back and the number is wrong, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but I think they still had to wait for however long it took Dorothy to find the stairs, ostensibly count the stairs and then come and then find her way back. Um, but she's, not there. They, she's not there when they send Olavia off. Is she like she's still like gone? I'm not sure, because the way it's explained is like only one runner can go at a time. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe it's, like it's only one right. Like yeah. you can't go together for a right. question, but right. if you, but then you'd think all three of them would, or at least two of them would go at once. I think to you have with. to you have to get the question right before, before you can send another runner. Because yeah. I don't think she comes back. <laughs> yeah, like, I think she, like, she might still be out there. There's a possibility. Gameplay was edited for time and lack of <laughs> rule clarity, yeah. and the need to get in a bus and go drive around until we found her. But she's, she struggles hard. She's yeah. just gone. I think we like see her keel over at one yeah, point. She throws yeah. up. Yeah. Athletics are not Dorothy's strong suit. It would appear this is the case. Uh, 
uh yeah and it is uh, uh the irony of her uh getting lost on the uh of dorothy getting lost on a, a on a brick <laughs> road uh, is not lost on me she needed um, some friends yeah mm-hmm. yes uh darwin has has like because bill like bowed out so fast uh after he has said that if i could travel it would be different um Darwin is like really struggle, struggling after five. I think he takes on six weights and then he has to top out uh, after like a half hour, like 35 minutes, I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that is right. Uh, so now we're down to just Bribs. Bribs, Bribs. is the Bribs. sole timer. Um, and Olavia is off to find the answer to which famous author's tomb lies in the Tempio di Santa Corona. The answer is just outside the front door. In the so I have a question on yep. this. Mm-hmm. They show the shot of the door and there's a dude standing outside the door. Mm-hmm. And she does ask this dude and he knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And the answer is like Laporta, which is door. Right. So I what I can't figure out is like, is that guy a plant or does he just happen I to be hanging so. out? He's got to be a plant. I think the answer outside this door is... Is, is the, the person yeah. standing outside the door? Yeah, because she yeah. looks around and, like, you know, if it if it says like here lies Luigi yeah. Porta, she would see that. Um, and the guy is just like standing there, hanging yeah. out, and he's in the establishing shot, which makes me think he's got to be a right. plant. And she asks him, and he immediately he's not like, oh, I think it might be uh, this guy. He doesn't have to like look it up in a book or anything. He just knows. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, do think it's yeah. funny though that the that Deporta is of door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Luigi the, an- the door. Yeah, the answer is outside of Deporta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now they have their three answers, and as they've been waiting for Olavia, they've Katie has started pulling the letters from the previous two answers, uh, so that they can they're ready to unscramble as soon as they have the third one. And she's like counting the letters and she's sure she has all of them. And they get Luigi to Porta and she moves those answer those letters over. And the fourth question is their love was sealed with quote, a righteous kiss. Yes. The answer is in Italian. Yeah. So it's Romeo and Juliet in yeah. Italian. But it's Juliet and Romeo, which is Juliet Romeo and Juliet. And Romeo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the, and so this should be totally doable. Except that Katie forgets to transfer a G. A G is missing. A G is missing uh, at this point. Not all of the G's yet. That's coming later, and that's mm-hmm. scandalous in its own right. But one particular G is missing that is making it impossible for Katie to get this right. And another thing that sucks in this moment is that the people who were swimmers but are no longer swimming are not allowed to participate any further, which means Correct. that Darwin and Bill helpless but yeah, to watch. They see they can see the G over on the chalkboard. Yes. Hanging out in its little box that means it is part of the fourth answer. Uh, but they can only watch, look on in horror as uh Bribs is slowly drowning yes. under mounting weight. Um, and Katie is panicking because they can't get the answer right. Uh, Bribs is spouting out every Italian name and word he can think of. Um, panicking. Uh, Katie's like, well, then just stop. Just stop. Like, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Just stop. And he's like, no, get the answer. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, and poor Bribs is just like, he's going to die. Yeah. And Katie's like, farts. Yeah. <laughs> farts. She can't do it. She can't get it. Uh, Bribs Katie. treads water for an hour and 13 minutes. Yeah. And like half of that time is with mounting weight. Yeah. That's horrible. That's yeah. horrible. I believe is it is it is it Bill who's going to say that uh forgetting the G is something that's going to loom larger and larger. <laughs> uh, it yeah. always will. It always will. Um, and everybody's op- suspicious cuz she's a teacher so she should know how to spell. Yeah. Is uh, what somebody says. She's crying. She feels very stupid about this. Uh she feels terrible about this. This is a very charged moment because there's a lot of things that like didn't go right. Mm-hmm. Bill should have been able to tread water for more than seven and a half minutes. Where did Dorothy go? Uh, yeah, Rob and Alavia both spelled their answers incorrectly. Right. Rob, got, Rob went the wrong direction at first. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Katie misplaced the G. Uh, and Darwin knew that Zanella ended in an A. Right. And and also identified himself as the mole. Yeah. Let us yes. not forget. Um, Brims is the one who looks like a hero. And I am like tempted to be like, this guy cannot be the mole because he almost killed himself for this money. And yet that would like, this is like the perfect opportunity. If you're the mole to be like, push it to the limit. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, like this is the time. This is the time to like, uh, to like uh, put your body on the brink uh, so that you are, uh, so that you are like you can't reasonably be accused of it because you were willing to die for this team. Yeah. Um, so like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different things to be suspicious about. Yeah, I mean, not to point. mention that if you nearly if you nearly kill yourself on a challenge and you are dead for several yeah. days afterward. Yes, you can't help with tomorrow's tasks because yes. you just about killed yourself yesterday. Yes, it is it is very strategic. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. Yes. Uh so uh Anderson uh uh is really impressed by Bribs. Mhm. He's like, "Wow, uh, Darwin and Bribs were pretty impressive here. This is a tough game, but uh Bribs really did a great job." Yeah. Oh, Bill, were you in the water? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you, uh, why are you wet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he wouldn't be wet after an hour of after sitting in the hour. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Anderson also tells them like the, the history, local lore. Yeah, yeah they he say drags Shakespeare. That's yeah, but it's also like it wasn't. Deporta didn't make it make it all up either. He borrowed from somebody else who borrowed from somebody else. It's like they tell a story, and it's just like their own spin on the story. He's yeah, the one that, you know. that called them Romeo and Juliet, but you know, he stole that from somebody else. A game Romeo of telephone Julia, or yeah. or teleconference, if you will. West right. Side Story, yeah. a Bronx mm-hmm. Tale, you yeah. know. Yeah. We've, um, we've been around the block with this yeah. one before. Yes. Yeah. Shakespeare is a scoundrel who the, stole Shakespeare the story. Shakespeare was a scoundrel. <laughs> Love um, that. He says, okay, so you did not earn $20,000 for the pot, but it's time for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to dinner. But we don't see dinner because instead we see a fight. <laughs> uh, where I was like, I got a problem. 
I wasn't going to do this at dinner, but I couldn't make it yeah. another night without Just getting, getting madder into it. and madder. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you like, there's like this, like, kind of like intense electric guitar. It's like the Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Like, he's like getting hyped up to like row down with like, Darwin. Good. Yeah. You wanted to run the show. Yeah. And Darwin's like, Whoa. Darwin's like, what are you talking about? Uh, Darwin says if there's an Olympic event for jumping to conclusions Al would be the champion of the world Jess is there an Olympic event for jumping to conclusions no but I believe there's like an accessory you can buy called a jumping to conclusions mat mm, that's right that's right I've heard about that yeah uh, there's some office space that's selling such a mess yes, yes exactly correct you have to be a real people person to, mm-hmm. to yeah. sell such a thing yeah. jumping to conclusions. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so this is day three that I'm on my ass and I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. I really <laughs> wish they'd had the, you know, they'd had the compassion and like they'd thought about Josh Wiggler 20 years later and yeah. maybe put that fight, like set the fight at dinner so we could at least see what they're eating. I know. Yeah. yeah. He probably do some shrimp rings and stuff. Uh, he does say he. He does the full Sandy Berg, and I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't yeah. even want to be on my ass, is what he says. But they like clear it up and they shake hands. It's such mm-hmm. an odd scene. And so, like, this is the thing for me is like, why is this here if Al is not Endgame or Damol? Uh, mm-hmm. So I, fe- I feel like there are a lot of moments like this with Al. There's so much Al. It's an outstanding amount of Al on this show. Uh, and I cannot help because he's such a he's such a he's such a loud character that when he's around, you cannot help but see him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there's a piece of me that's like, is it just because he's so loud that I see him so often? Or is he really just so severely on the show? I think it's both. Um very suspicious to me. Supremely suspicious that we just keep getting all of these Al scenes that are going to look hilarious in hindsight if he's the mole. Mm, I don't uh, even think he has to be the mole for them to be hilarious, Josh. Sure, of course not, but they would be hilarious because he's like starting this stuff so as to like uh, get people the to think overacting. That, yeah, right. to get yeah. people thinking that he's so overly intensely excited about wanting to win and deeply passionate about the team and everything like that. Uh only for him to be like the saboteur uh, or to throw people off the track exactly. and thereby win because he's causing so much drama that they can't find their own mole compass point. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. They're all yeah. blinded by Al. Yes. Yep. Would you yeah. say there's an Al standing amount of Al? <laughs> you would. You just did. I just did. I'll co-sign it though. Yeah. Yeah. It is like an odd resolution to this argument because Darwin basically like explains exactly what happened and what he said. And Al's like, okay, well, as long as you're not like trying to control me or control the game. And Darwin's like, no, I just thought we should give somebody else a turn to do something because you did a bunch of stuff. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. Well, then we're fine. We're cool. Okay. Yes. I under- Then I understand where you're coming from. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, that's what happened yeah. you could have had that conversation this morning but you got all upset yeah he went off pretty hard mm-hmm. he got so mad <laughs> Darwin hopes it's just water under the bridge though 
Remember when people on reality shows got genuinely mad? Does that not happen anymore? It kind of doesn't. It's either like the person who gets super mad is kind of unhinged to begin with, or it's like the everybody is getting mad because they know it's going to make it to TV. Yeah. And I feel like the anger on these early reality shows is much more organic. And it was like genuinely shocking when somebody would go there. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is up there with the, I will always wave my finger in your face. <laughs> Nobody yelled like that on TV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I felt like it was coming from a very genuine place. Yeah. He was pissed. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems it anyway. And the next morning, what happens, Josh? They have a message uh, that is uh, uh, like uh, refrigerator magnets uh, on on the side of a car door uh, that is uh, uh, like taunting them about their next challenge. But all of the G's on the message are missing. Uh, and uh, everyone's like, whoa, the G's are gone. Oh, my God. And Bill tells us, you know, there was something amusing about that message. If you're a masochist or, <laughs> or a sadist, or a sadist, he says, uh, if you were a masochist. And then he says, all the G's were missing. Uh, and I have screenshotted that uh, with the closed captioning on. All the G's were missing. Uh, when you show up for plans with your friends, but you got the date wrong, all the G's were missing. Uh, with uh, with 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 Bill, uh, so upset about it, and that it is screenshot my- ended up in our group chat more than once already today. Yep, it is a a brilliant meme format, and uh, I I I hope that it gets some play because it cracks me up. All the G's were missing. Uh, yeah, so he's like, "That's not funny. It's only funny if you're a masochist." <laughs> Never heard that before. Uh, but there's a lot of talk about David and Eliath. Uh, yes. Eliath, of course, <laughs> being the Void Beast at the end of time from Loki. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So mighty uh, Eliath took a biffall. David or defeat. It's your call. Like, there's not actually that many G's in this message, and one of them is silent anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's really just the pivotal G at the beginning of Goliath. Yeah. It, it, it has a big impact there. Turning him into a void beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goliath. No, you're a void beast. Yeah. Yeah, gotta avoid the void beast. Mm, is he like the Noid? Yeah, a lot like that. Mm. Uh, escape room time! Yeah, Al, Heather, and Myra are going to play today's game since they sat out yesterday. So Al finally gets to get off his ass after three days and participate. Yes, he's thrilled about this. The challenge here is we are going to imprison you. Don't worry, you do not have to wear the man in the iron mask (laughs) shit that we threw on Steve last year. So at least there's that. Yeah, standards and practices got yeah. got in touch with us and they advised us we weren't allowed to do that they again. Didn't, they said no good. Um, Al does say, I hope there isn't a Blair Witch thing going on, man. Yes. Oh, it's very Blair Witch, though. Yes. Yes. Uh, but this is very ahead of its time. Like, people pay good money for this exact experience nowadays. Yes. 
Like Kurt Clark has like personally funded the entire industry for several years. That's definitely true. And I do, but I do feel like, uh, like the between Al, Heather, and Myra who do this one, uh, they are like, uh, they're like, uh, uh, they're like, I feel like Kurt would be very proud of their uh, escape room abilities. They do a great job, I think. Yeah, they have three hours, but I think it takes them less than one. It, it does. I mean, like, obviously it's an edited show, but it feels like they're like a really well-oiled machine here. Like Al does have the note of like, slow down, let other people I can hear like, my wife. Yes. <laughs> Look around. What What do you got over there? What do yes. you got over there? Yes. Okay. Okay, honey. I hear you. He says that. Uh, uh, they have to do this because if they don't, they're going to miss the teleconferences with their the loved ones. Teleconference. Uh, mm. Yes. If you get so out, you can participate in the teleconference. If you do not get out, you cannot participate in the teleconference. So there was all sorts of shit in the cages, right? Like there's uh, there's like blankets and pillows and you can like use your shoelaces. You can use whatever. You can throw stuff at other people. Like you get can swap stuff. Walls. Yeah. There's like a hanger. There's a slingshot that is useless apparently. Uh, there's a hacksaw. I don't know if the hacksaw ends up doing anything. I don't think so. They basically... Uh, uh, Heather like turns her like her shoe into a hook that mm-hmm. she like throws into the bucket and holds like the shoelace on. They throw some blankets down. Uh, that part seemed really smart to me. The, 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 it ended up not mattering, but like yes. laying out the blankets to make sure that if the key doesn't fall in the bucket, they can still get it. That's something they can drag. Yes. If the yep. key falls down, it's connected to the light bulb, and you have to break the light bulb to get the key to drop. Yeah. And if you do that and the lights go out and that key's not in the bucket and it just lands on the ground, then what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Um, Jess, this is jailbreak from Survivor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, except nobody has to build a pole by tying a whole bunch Although of sticks together. they start doing that. They do with, start like, doing that. Yeah. yeah. And it ends up... <laughs> uh, yeah. They lay out those blankets and Al goes, that, look at that. That's how you lay a blanket. Yeah. That's like a picnic. That's like a picnic. <laughs> he's having a great time. He's he's back in business and he's in a good mood, ready to go. He loves doing stuff. You know? I will say yeah. if they just let him be the talker, I think we would have seen a lot less of Al, ironically. Probably true. probably true. Probably true. Probably true. We make him the star of his own task. Yes. Rather that's than how you lay a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you lay a blanket. Uh yeah. Uh and then also they just they, they needed to make the boot hook. They needed to lay down the blankets. And then they just needed to throw a butt ton of rocks at the light bulb. And that was really all they needed to do ultimately. They didn't need to yeah. do anything else. The bucket was already in place. The keys There's against the light bulb. Yeah. yeah. So there is one point where Al just throws like ten rocks at once. <laughs> I don't know why he's like trying to like shotgun this thing. Yeah. Uh, and they all miss. Yeah. They do um, get it, and Heather is able to get the the key. I forget who exactly is it later that's going to say that that was a little bit uh, suspicious. Bribs, right? Ribs is going to say like she put the shoe in the basket to make it look like she was the savior who got the key so that the exemption was in her hands. I don't know that I'm like massively suspicious of this from Heather, um, but she's going to get the key and she's like, all right, let's do this. And Al has the line, break me out, girlfriend. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and Anderson's like, yeah, hold that thought, though. Yeah. I got I got I got something for you. 
And I was like, oh no. Yeah, she knows immediately. She knows like, it's coming. Oh yeah. no. And she's wanted an exemption so badly. I think she is, if not the only, certainly one of the very few people who has not had one at this point. Uh, it's come up before that she's like really jealous. She really wants, like, it's her turn. How come she keeps missing out? And so here it is. Here's her opportunity to have an exemption. Except then she's leaving Al and Myra in their cells to miss yes. out on the teleconference. Yes. Uh, and so she's like, nope. Yeah, no way. No way. There's like no tension here. They have to throw in a commercial break, Jess, just to like <laughs> have like some modicum of tension. Oh, but that's classic reality yeah. TV. That's like, you know, I don't think we're going to do this. I think we're all going to be crushed by rocks and die. Cut to commercial. Come back. I don't think we can do this. We're all going to get crushed by rocks and die. Oh, wait. No, we're not. Okay, we're fine. Because there like seems to be there's like, he's on the edge of extinction. Is he going to yeah. go? There's like literally no hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, no way. Absolutely not. Couldn't yeah. like we did this together. Couldn't possibly. Um, yeah. No so they all get out. Yes. yes, they all get to have their teleconference. Yeah. So, so basically, what what the hypothesis is is that Heather was making herself. It was a big mole clue because Heather was making herself look like she's too good at a task. Yes. I don't follow. Correct. I don't follow that logic because it's or like, that she wanted to get the exemption because she wouldn't need it. So then it's not a big deal to give it up, but she would look like the hero because she's sac- making a sacrifice that if she's the mole, isn't actually a sacrifice. Right. I think is what Bribs is saying. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, but I don't know. Well, I don't think so. I don't know. I think Heather's just like, I'm not like, I'm not locking these two people in a prison cell overnight. And then looking them in the eye tomorrow. And then <laughs> yeah. presumably and, the day and denying that, them and that, a call like, with their families. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Like has there been an exemption yet this season that was like that foul? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't think so to my memory, but you know, I've got goldfish brains, so it's possible I'm just misremembering something from these other four episodes, but like this is harsh. Like, you yeah. know, like to lock them away would be pretty intense. I think the only time that there's even been like potentially a consequence for taking an exemption was the one that Olavia was offered in the very first episode where if they had bet money on the bungee jump, they would have lost that money. But because they didn't, it turned out that she took the exemption and there was no, you know, cost to it. Correct. Well, you know, the, the one where Dorothy and Lisa had to get people to break the rules. Oh, true. That one and that one had repercussions too because yeah. it made their alliance partners mad at them. Yeah. Yes. So this one feels and they would have still gotten the money for this challenge because they mm-hmm. they did the goal of the challenge. They broke out, they got the key, they got forty thousand yeah. dollars for the pot. Heather wouldn't have that on her conscience. They would still have the money. She would just have two people very, very mad at her. Yes. Yeah. So that's they almost worse. Night on a cot, yeah. Not talking to their family while everybody else talked to their family. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say spending a night on a cot like that—that's going to make anybody mad. It's like insult to injury. I wouldn't yeah. be thrilled about it. No, just to be honest, uncomfy. Yeah, mm-hmm. deeply so. 
Yeah. Um, but everybody gets to have their teleconference. Uh, I don't know what this device is that they're talking on because the people they're talking to are like holding phones to their ears, but there is a little video screen. Uh, I don't know. They've had this technology since like the late 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you had to have, you both had to have like the same $5,000 piece of equipment. Right. Yes. And you would hold the phone to your ear and then you could see them on the little like grainy video screen. <laughs> and that was like the height of sophistication. Like only yeah, rich people would it. have this. Yes. But it was always like, yeah, eventually we're going to be having our Dick Tracy watches and we can look at each other and talk <laughs> to each other like like this. And yeah, I had to wait till I had Skype in college. Yeah. <laughs> before video calling existed in my life. Yeah. You uh, couldn't video call. Here, I'll date myself. This is good. There used to be an internet this cafe. <laughs> there used to be an internet cafe in the middle of Times Square. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a cool place to hang out for about six months. And then like people just started going in and sleeping there or looking at porn. Yeah. But for that first six months, you could go in and they had a telephone hooked up to the computer terminal. And so if someone else had that technology, you could pick up the phone and it was like prison. Like you'd have the phone up to your ear and they'd have the phone up to their ear and you could talk to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. And you could see each other. And that was, yeah. it was a very cool thing, but it was hard to find other people that could do that. And yeah. well, using this uh, like top of the line technology, Rob's big news is that The Godfather is coming out on DVD, <laughs> <laughs> which he would not have believed if anyone else had told him. What an <laughs> unbelievable observation. Uh, the Godfather is coming out on DVD. It's like, Get off the show. <laughs> I mean, he will. Priorities. Leave. <laughs> other Go people, home and watch The Godfather, dude. Other people have other things that they're fighting for, oh, and gosh. other people have uh, have have uh, matters of substance and consequence to discuss. Leave this place, Rob. Bill is concerned about the health of his ailing mother. Yeah. But Rob, mother, Rob mother the is Godfather's sick, but go off on the Godfather. <laughs> the odd father. Yeah, the the odd father. Yes, yeah. good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's nice to see uh, Bernadette undercover as Shirley, Bill's wife. <laughs> Says everything's hey, going hey. fine with Ruth, which is nice. I'm happy to hear that for uh-huh. sure. Um, yeah. Uh, like me, I like briefly meeting Judy and Ron, Katie's parents. Katie's parents. Yes, mm-hmm. love Katie still. Uh, yeah, this almost felt like uh, this was like almost. I know we were in in some ways. It just felt like the least dated part of the show because it's like, oh, this is how we all saw our loved ones for so long. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a teleconference. Non-stop. Always yeah. be tele- teleconferencing. Teleconference. Mm-hmm. Teleconference. Anderson, Anderson has a moment where he's like, he pronounces teleconference. He does a weird, like, syllable emphasis like you do with so many words, Josh. Teleconference. That's correct. Yeah, That's not what Anderson Cooper says. On yeah. the wrong syllable. Teleconference. 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 Yeah. That's how he says it. Teleconference. I, I, I have to think that Gloria Vanderbilt's household had several of these, so maybe that's uh, how you're supposed you to pronounce You just mispronounced mm. Gloria Vanderbilt wrong. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Gloria Vanderbilt. Oh, goodness. God rest her soul. Uh, 
this is the next day. Rob's like, pick a card, any card. And Anderson Cooper stands up and punches him in the face. Uh, he well, he, he's, he's like, happens, he's like do you want to see a magic trick? And Anderson Cooper's like, is it is it going to freak me out? Like, not if it's going to freak me out. And he's like, yeah. it's just a card trick. Uh, here it is. <laughs> and Anderson does punch him yeah. in the arm because he yeah. freaks out pick a card, and like, nearly chases him like down yeah. the down the like rolling hills of Italy. Pick a card, any card. Anderson Cooper stands up, picks up his chair, and slams it over Rob's head. <laughs> Get out! Pick a card, any card. Anderson just bodies this dude. <laughs> It's so funny. He just like punches him in the arm. Oh, yeah. Like a it's psycho. Like uh, a psycho. He's on the right show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You can't beat your contestants. <laughs> Maybe you can't. Yes. The wild, wild west out here in the year 2001. Yes. Oh, my God. But this is like, a, like Anderson Cooper was done with the mole. He's like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of these people. I mean, just because Jeff Probst doesn't do it. Uh, on camera. On camera. Uh, yeah, this is wild. He just punches him in the arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gives just... him two for flinching. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, he stand, he just punches him. Pick a card. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's so yeah. upset. It's yeah. so funny. We call this the visibility spike. Yeah. Yeah. It, yep. Mm-hmm. He he heard about the Odd Father. He's doing a bad a magic trick, and yeah. then he's he's <laughs> owing home. Wow, Zed! Amazing, wow. amazing! Wow! <laughs> Thank you. That was pretty uh, good. <laughs> pretty, I, I would I venture to say it's right. Pretty good. Yeah. So around the dinner table, everyone is talking about who they who they talk to on the teleconference. Um, and apparently it is suspicious new information that Olavia's boyfriend has a name and that name is Brian. Yeah. Oh my God. We <laughs> cannot trust Olavia. Now her boyfriend has How a name. Strange. We can, we cannot, now that she's been asked what her boyfriend's name is, she finally told us. We cannot trust Olavia. Did you hear that? Her boyfriend's name is Brian. She cannot be trusted. There's a question on the quiz about who we talked to on the teleconference. And Alavia told us who she talked to on the teleconference. Very suspicious. That's very interesting. That's Mm. very interesting. Uh, Yes. So she was reluctant to give up the name Brian before, but the mysterious boyfriend's name has emerged. Yes, Um, that unique name that's going to give it all away. Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh so then they do the quiz. Uh mm-hmm. let's see. What's the what's the big what's the hot goss in the quiz land? Is Katie suspicious of Dorothy? Uh Dorothy thinks Bill should have been able to tread water. She might not be wrong. Uh, <laughs> Myra doesn't want to think it's Heather because Heather like let her out, but Bribs is the one who talks about the shoe. Uh Rob thinks it's Olavia, which means since he's gone, like maybe it's not. Or maybe he's just bad at the quiz. Could be. <laughs> yeah, could it's be. it is a multi-layered thing because yeah. you could be on to the right person, but if you don't observe mm-hmm. the right things, you could still yeah. get your answers wrong. Oh, Correct. crap, Correct. I forgot what Olavia's boyfriend's name is. Yeah. So maybe it's this other, maybe it's Robin. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, 
uh, yeah. Charlie? Uh, All right. I think it's Brian, but is that an I or a Y? Mm. Uh, or was it Ryan? Or was All it the G's Ryan? are missing. Or was yeah. it Bryant? Uh, <laughs> it was Brian. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> but they don't pronounce the G because it's yeah, off. Yeah. It's or it's it's, Bri- it's it's spelled Brian, but it's pronounced Brian because they took the G off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Al has Myra on his list. He almost forgets about her, so she's on there. Uh, and Rob says it could be anybody. Famous last words, bud. Because uh, he gets cut. The the order is Dorothy, Katie, Al, Bribs, Heather, then Rob. Rob's yes. name showed up. I'm like, that's going to be the guy. And then he went yeah. red. He was like, in life, I wish you well. Uh, <laughs> here, on the, here on the television program, The Mole Season 2, I'm fine. My life yeah, is the program. fine. Uh, though, the program. Jess, Jess and Zed, I texted this to you, too. I was like, I can't believe last week was the week that I said, damn! Mm. Yeah. Damn! Yeah. Damn! It was, uh, apparently, that's a Christopher Walken impersonation. impersonation. Yeah, they so say that. So they make a few Christopher Walken references here. That apparently that this was a Christopher Walken dam. Uh, and then they show him doing a Christopher Walken impression, one of the flashbacks. And Anderson Cooper says, tell Christopher Walken I said goodbye. Uh, and these are the only three times to my memory, at least, that they bring up Christopher Walken on the show, let alone with Rob. Yeah. And like part of me is like, why didn't you show us more of this so that we had any idea of who Rob was other than the spiky hair? Mm-hmm. But I mean, then, it's more magic tricks. But then, but then, Jess, I, I guess, or I s uh, that they didn't do that because his Christopher Walken impression blows. <laughs> I didn't even know that's what that was. They had to label it. If you have to yeah. label it, it's not a good impression. His Christopher Walken impression is like some sort of massively exaggerated, like British person. Like, it's like, Mr. Walken is not British. Ship, no. cheerio, damn. Like, it, like, that doesn't sound like anything right. None of that sounds right. No. I wish I knew whose nerdist, whose nerdist interview it was where they said that to do a vocal impression of someone, you needed a phrase to hang on to. And then you say that phrase in their voice and it gets you into their voice. And the one that they did for Christopher Walken was Google Docs. And they said it like as Christopher Walken. I'm like, of course. And so now somebody says Christopher Walken. I'm like, Google Docs. I just go more cowbell, I think. Yeah. But either, like, uh, you have to be careful if you're going to do a Christopher Walken impression. It could be bad. Uh, like, that. That's already better. Yeah. That's yeah. already better than Rob's. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, oh, Rob. I hope he's not listening. If he is, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I think you're a good person in it's life. I thought, thought your hair was great. Thought your magic was cool. Your Christopher Walken impression. I think you've rocks. got. I, I think you've got a case against Anderson Cooper. If you want, like now it's on Netflix. Statute of limitations might have run out. Maybe, on maybe. But uh, Anderson maybe. Cooper's punching bag feels like a good claim to fame. If you need one, he got mm-hmm. hit in the arm by Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I mean that that's got you a lot more cash in the now. arm by Andy Coops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my yeah. Oompa Loompa version of the Mole Patrol song <laughs> as we show Rob down the Chocolate River. <laughs> this is why we this is why we need some more Ander songs in our life because yeah. I feel like I could come yes. up with one of them right now. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I, I want the listening public to record something and send it into uh, us. Now I can't stop thinking of uh, uh, Anderson Koompa Loompa songs. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody should have one. Yeah. Andy Koopa, Koopa <laughs> Nick Fishman, I know you're out there listening. Get on this, dude. Oh and I know God. you wrote songs before this ever happened, so you've got time <laughs> on your hands. You could make some more. Uh, uh, bye, Rob. See ya. Uh, you were great, Damn. I guess. Damn. I, I, I like to think that in 2021, he still has that hair. Yeah, I know he doesn't, but I, I in my head he still does. Yeah. It's just graying at the temples. Yeah, <laughs> Koopa dee doo. All right. Any any feedback that you'd like to get into on this one? Uh, well, we're light on feedback because we're a little bit early we're, with this episode. Yeah, we're doing bingey stuff right now. So probably the next two weeks will be a little light. Would be right back. Yeah. yeah, we're banking, and I I, I suspect there's. There's one moment next episode. It's not the moment, but I'm mm-hmm. going to be really surprised if nobody has any reactions to what happens next week. Okay. Uh, well, hopefully we will be able to, well, we'll always be able to hit it eventually, of course. So definitely keep getting that feedback in, even if it's not like immediately we will, we will get to it. Mobile troll at Rob has a website.com that's going straight to Jess and Zed. So feel free to include spoilers if you are so inclined. We were asked uh, by uh, Kevin. Oh, yeah. We better ask him this. Yes. Uh, Kevin says, I have a real Sophie's choice for Josh. Who does Josh prefer? Katie from season two or Kate from season one? Hmm. That is a uh, a tough call. Uh, oh, man, that's really hard. I, <laughs> I, I love Kate from season one. Um, but right now I'm in season two and I'll tell you every single time that Katie's name is mentioned uh, uh, during the execution, I'm nervous. Really, really, really nervous. I'm always hoping that she's greener than Kate. Uh, so Kate with her dyed green hair. So right and now her shackles and her ball and chain and her leg casts. I mean, that that image is again, it's just it's Tony Stark coming out of the cave. So it's just Lumbering like bring it into yeah, frame. Yeah. You know, like uh, that is like the birth of Iron Man stuff. It's so legendary. Uh, but Katie has already provided uh, whether it's all of the Schnikes and the Schnikes or farts. Uh, or Meadow Muffin, uh, or, Meadow Muffin. Yes. or I wrote a bad word in my journal. Please yeah. don't judge me. I think Kate, please cross I, it out. I think like Kate has the moment so far, but Katie has more moments uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, uh, I would fair. I would I would not want to lose Katie. So I guess like it is like as I like to call it the good son. So I have to drop one off the side of the cliff. I'm going to pull mm-hmm. Katie up right now. Yeah. Paintball sniper rifle to your head. It's a, it's a, this is a tough call. It's a really tough call. It's really, 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 really hard. Uh-huh. I don't love the choice, uh, but I'm, I'm keeping Katie. I'm keeping Katie. She's hilarious. She's just so funny. Uh, what did she say? What did she say again about like, we see any hot guys who got to pull over and help them like, in their pants? Uh-huh. Like, uh, like she's very funny. She's very funny in her whole like big like. Uh, like ballistic moment with like when she got like you called on me because you knew I was the gullible one like she's just that's crap that's, that's crap. crap that's crap <laughs> yeah she's so great she's great she's she's high on my list of favorite people on the show this season <laughs> very 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 high um, 
yeah yeah i don't want to lose her so i'll i'll get rid of kate if i have to get rid of one of them it's it's tough it's tough for me because i feel like kate is the reason that i glommed onto this show i mean apart from yes. my obsessive interest in all things andy coops <laughs> like this is the reason i'm like okay this show is something but yeah. yeah katie is entertaining af yes yes for sure for sure for okay so sure. on that note are you guys ready for some quiz are we ever yeah of course right. let us end in tragedy as we always do here <laughs> on mole patrol this one is great because i feel like this one is particularly unhinged um because wow that's a high bar yeah it, it it gets it goes to some weird places and that's because uh we're going very deep into the annals of television for this okay. one and um, I had a lot of help on this from Sarah Carradine, who did a lot of the research for me and wrote up some of these descriptions. And she found some stuff that is like, it's like a, it's a step beyond how weird I was prepared to get with it. So, yep. oh boy. Yep. Yep. So that's where we're going this week. We are going to the 1960s. We'll be talking about two iconic 1960s sitcoms. And then we're going to go a little bit off the rails. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. So I don't know where you both are at with sitcoms of the 60s, but nowhere. I'm not in. I'm out. Uh, it not like by choice so much as just like it just didn't, that didn't happen for me. Like I'm not like a big I wasn't like a huge Nick at Night guy. Mm. I was going to uh, say if it was on Nick at Night, I may have seen it. I, yeah. believe- I, was, I was really like an I love Lucy or bust kind of person. Mm. Yeah. And that's too early. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I was a I was a kid whose parents left me home alone a lot and we only had basic cable. So I I have seen a lot of these, but I still, I don't think I would do any better on this. Um, and yes, I think both of the shows in question were on Nick at night at some point. Got a shot in the dark then. Yep. All right. So here we go. We're going to start with Gilligan's Island. Are you both familiar with the premise of Gilligan's Never Island? Heard of it. <laughs> I believe you're talking about Ilian's Island. Yes. Ilian's Island. Um, it's uh for the for the zoomers and millennials among you all um and the gen y's and whatnot Gilligan's Island is a program about seven strangers picked to go on a boat and the boat wrecks and then they're on this island and for some reason they were only supposed to be gone for 3 hours but they have all their shit and then also every week somebody new comes to the island and they think oh great somebody's rescuing us and then not so much they kind of like nah and they leave and then they still never get rescued. And for some reason, they have a radio built out of coconuts. That's Gilligan's Island. It's pretty cool. Yep. All right. So here we go. I'm going to give you four descriptions of episodes. And you're going to tell me which one of these is one that Sarah, made, in this case, made up. All right. So here we go. We're going to start off with an episode titled Ghost a Go-Go or Osta O-O. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta cut that it's not gonna it's not gonna it's this is already too hard i think we gotta call it on the g joke all right yeah g joke is suspended for now it's gonna be too difficult already we can't do okay. it with the g joke oh, in here too boy. all right here we go uh, r.i.p g right. joke uh all the g's are missing from this it's, point forward all the, g's, g's. all the g jokes are missing there are a lot of G's in these episode titles, and that is total accident. We did yeah. not know which oh, week we were doing uh, this. Great, great, great. Okay. Great. All right. So this is uh, a season two episode called Ghost A Go-Go. It aired in 1966. 
the island appears to be suddenly haunted by a ghost. Eventually, the ghost, played by Richard Kyle of James Bond and Happy Gilmore fame, reveals himself to be a Russian spy trying to scare the castaways off the island for the offshore oil property rights. Ironically, the castaways are able to get rid of him by pretending to be ghosts themselves. Amazing. I hope that's true. I mean, don't they want to leave? <laughs> Maybe they've come to feel very bonded with the island. Hmm. Okay. I, I I don't know. Like, if you show up on this island trying to scare people off, like, where are they going to go? They're right. stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> They're not really there by choice at this point. Yeah. yeah. At this point, he's like, yeah, please leave the island. All right. Cool. Great. How? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, this this episode is called Gilligan Meets Jungle Boy, and this aired in season one in 1965. Gilligan discovers a feral child on the island, played by Kurt Russell, who leads him to a natural what? gas vent on the island. The professor is able to use the vent to build a balloon that the castaways can use to escape the island, but through a series of mishaps, Jungle Boy ends up leaving in the balloon by himself. And once he's rescued, he's unable to communicate any information to his rescuers about where he came from or who built the balloon. Wow. Um, is this another one of those situations where if you're saying uh, cast members that they were definitely on Gilligan's Island and the stories might be wrong? Um, I believe that in the case of in this case, the cast member, the guest stars cited uh are completely made up in the case. Okay. Of, so if this one okay. is the fake one, then Kurt Russell did not appear on Gilgan's Island. Okay. 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 All right. All right. We're God, I hope it's on. true. God, I hope I Kurt that. Russell Great. was the jungle boy of Gilgan's Island. <laughs> Kurt Russell did some Great weird piece of stuff. trivia to learn today. Yeah, if that's true. In the 60s and 70s, Kurt Russell shows up in some weird places. Okay. I mean... I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Okay. 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 All right. We got an episode called Groovy Kind of Love. This is also a season two episode from 1966. Supermodel Benedetta Barzini guest stars as Veronica, a famous model who comes to the island for an exotic photo shoot with noted fashion photographer Willem Haas. All of the men fall for her and try to keep their intentions secret from each other. But while attempting to woo her, they discover that Veronica and Willem are romantically involved. And worried that the castaways will tell Willem's wife about their affair, Willem and Veronica sail off, leaving the castaways behind. I didn't right, realize so, so many people came and visited this island every that week. People can't somebody get off of. Yeah, yeah. Um, every week, and then eventually, like I believe in the later, in like you know they had all these reboots and um, spin-off movies. Later on, there's like a whole ass hotel on the island, and they still are kind of separate. Um, Zed, if we're just tracking at this point in the first one, um, they are choosing to stay on the island in, in this most recent one, they are being abandoned on the island, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're just like, let's factor that into our decision-making. The second on what... one as well. They're trying to escape and, and their plans right. are thwarted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I'm also just uh, by default. I'm, I'm refusing to believe that Kurt Russell was not <laughs> a Jungle Boy. So, like that one, I'm just like, even if it's wrong, uh, I'm got to keep that as true. Okay. Okay. All right. Finally, this is one where nobody actually comes to the island, as far as I know. So this one is called Seer Gilligan, and this um, is another season two episode from 1966. After eating the seeds of a plant that he assumes is a sunflower. Gilligan suddenly develops the ability to read his fellow castaways' minds. 
Everyone insists that he share the seeds, but once they all know what they truly think of each other, they realize the gift is a curse and they burn the plant. Okay. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I'm Zed, I think it's this one or it's the first one would be my guess. Was Why there would... a special guest star on the first one? Yeah, it was uh, Richard Kyle, who is Jaws of the James Bond movies, and he's the oh, right. really big guy in Happy Gilmore. Like He's like eight feet tall, that guy. Yes, and I'll see you in the parking lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me, I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you were saying you think it's either the first one or the last one because... The first one because they are uh, choosing to stay. Right, mm-hmm. like they're not taking advantage of an opportunity to leave. Uh, they're like uh, rushing this guy uh, off the island, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the <laughs> Jungle Boy, I want to just keep mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. And then the third one, they're being left behind, abandoned. Like that would track for the show continuing to have a lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that would be legit. So that leaves the the last one. Like I just don't have a real inclination towards. Uh, so like I could imagine some sort of like they're bonded by the end of the episode. This is a curse type of thing being legit. Yeah, I agree. Should we go with the first one? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. Well, you are incorrect. <laughs> the um supermodel on the island is the fake one. Okay. All right. Okay. I, thought, I thought it was fantastic. I, I guess they want to stay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it sounds very believable. Yeah, they just want to hang out on the island forever. I, I'm going to have to go watch the episode now. Also, I don't know if it's Richard Kyle, Richard Keel. I feel like somebody's going to correct me if I'm wrong on that. So um, I know that you don't hate to be that guy. You love to be that guy. So be that guy. Let me know. I'm curious <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but that means the Kurt Russell one is real. Yeah, Kurt Russell definitely played Jungle Boy on Gilgamesh. So ultimately, Island. it's a win. Yeah. Yeah. It's a win for all of us, including Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he does he does some like some of Kurt Russell's early career moves are very interesting. But cool. anyway. Okay. okay, I'm glad that he did it though. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, good for him. All right. So next up we're gonna be talking about episodes of the Adams family. Okay, yeah. I've heard of them. Heard mm-hmm. of them? Know about them. Um we need to explain who they are. I I believe they have been in fairly recent um, animated reboots. If you don't know who the Adams family are, they're creepy and they're kooky. They're uh, mysterious and also and spooky. And spooky. Altogether, uh, they're, they're altogether ooky, which is yeah. not missing a G. That just yeah. is the word. Yeah. Uh, that's the only place I've ever heard the word. I don't think it's a real word. The, the Adams family. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Da 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 da. Yeah, I mean, Maps I could go that. on. Yeah. But I could go yeah. on, but let's not belabor the point here. Yeah. <laughs> so this ran for two seasons. Only 64 episodes of this, which shocks me. That, is, for, a, that is a shocking yeah. stat. Yeah. Ran from 1964 to 1966. That's wow. that's really surprising. The cultural the brief, footprint yeah, is the brief amazing. Run that yeah. Bond and Empire. Like, I'm yeah. actually like, kind of awestruck by that. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, they they came up with like several different franchise reboots over time. And the nineties mm-hmm. uh, Adam's family movies are so great. Yeah. I love the nineties. They're Adam's so family funny. Movies. I love those movies very, very much. Uh, uh, Joan Cusack as, uh, as uh, the black widow is just <laughs> a, a next level character. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so- Malibu Barbie. <laughs> That's not who I am. That's not who I was. I was a ballerina. Graceful, delicate. They had to go. Yeah. So before we get into this, um, here's a trivia question for you. What TV show had more episodes? The Adams Family or The Munsters? Uh, I would guess by The que- the Munsters. Yeah. They, yeah. Went, they went 70 episodes. Adam Family, 64. Okay. That's what always came on after I Love Lucy. Was ah. The Munsters. Yeah. But then yeah. it was bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. So I rarely got to watch The Munsters because it was like nine o'clock. The Munster is kind of a beloved property in my head because uh, Fred Gwynn, played Herman Munster, wrote this series of children's books that we have that are absolutely hilarious. And it's just like he comes up with all these figures of speech and then he illustrates what they literally mean. But there's one like, my dad says he hates the arms race. And there's this picture of all these disjointed arms running it's around. Racing. <laughs> yeah, it's racing. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I hate the arms race, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. don't we all? Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, and actually, one of the shows I was going to do that we did not do is this show. I thought it was too obscure called Car 54, Where Are You? Which is very much a Car Naked 54, night. Where Are You? That's the one. Yeah. Uh, is there a hands race in the Adams family because of Thing? No, but there's a Thing episode is one of these four. Great. It might be cool. fake and it might be real. So okay. let's, let's get let's to it. it. Okay. Yeah. Here's a season one episode called Morticia Joins the Ladies League. When the family visits the circus, a gorilla named Gorgo, and again, all these G's, a gorilla named Gorgo follows Pugsley home, and Gomez decides that Gorgo can stay if if Pugsley can... (laughs) (laughs) The G's are throwing me off! I know, I get it. All the G's G's are back. The G's are back, and they're like all coming at me at once. They're all in this answer. Okay, I'm going to start over from the top. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm going to say you should edit this out, but I know you're not going to. Nope, (laughs) Nope, it's staying. It stays. Okay, here we go. When the family visits the circus, a gorilla named Gorgo follows Pugsley home. And Gomez decides that Gorgo can stay if Pugsley can find a role for him in the household. Lurch feels threatened when Gorgo demonstrates some aptitude as a butler, especially after Morticia asks Gorgo to serve tea at a luncheon she's throwing for her new friends from the Ladies League. Amazing. A terrific episode of television. For sure. Okay. Ophelia and Wednesday. This is a season two episode later in the run. Uh, Morticia's normally cheerful twin sister Ophelia arrives for a visit after being jilted by her fiance. While playing with Wednesday, Ophelia reattaches the head of Wednesday's Marie Antoinette doll, which infuriates Wednesday and sends her on a prank filled revenge spree designed to get Ophelia to leave. In the final prank, Wednesday accidentally pushes Ophelia off the roof. But she lands in the arms of the handsome postman and declaring love at first sight, Ophelia runs off with him. Yeah, it sounds real. Does uh is Wednesday like that dangerous in the show? Was that not like amped up for, like are they trying to kill people sometimes on Adam's family? Because like pushing her off the roof is not an innocent thing to do. I think they got very cartoonish though. Like a lot of the violence on these shows was really antics. antics. It was antics, but they would, you know, like they'd They'd blow somebody up, and then instead of like their body parts being all over, all over the room, they'd have like blackened soot on their face, just like in a you know burned off their eyebrows or something. Yeah. yeah, they don't even burn off their eyebrows. Like their eyebrows are fine; they're just like you know a little bit dirty. Yeah, like pushed off the roof, but then lands in the arms of yeah. a handsome young lad. You know, 
in real life, if you push somebody off the roof and they land in the arms of somebody, that person's breaking their arms and both of you are dying. Yeah. 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 It's not good. It's not good. Okay. So I, I think it tracks. It's, you know, it's like the end of the princess bride when like they jump off and land on the horse. Yes. yes. Or sitcom stakes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Attack of the clones when they jump off the pole and land on the back of the beast and then yeah. kiss. Yes. <laughs> I remember. I know you do. You can't forget. Never. Star Wars reference, Deidre. Yes. In case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's the third one. Morticia meets royalty season two. The family gets a visit from Gomez's aunt Millicent who was once married to a deposed prince and still considers herself royalty. The family bends over backward to accommodate her every whim, but she's so demanding and overbearing they soon want her gone, all except Thing, who has struck up a star-crossed romance with Millicent's handmade Lady Fingers. Lady Fingers. fingers. Oh my god, are they just cookies? (laughs) No, it's another hand, I believe. Uh, I thought it was like a little like box of cookies of lady fingers. This is lady, lady fingers. Lady fingers. Yeah. I mean, they want to hold hands. Okay. That's very sweet. Okay. Okay. So finally, we have Fester goes on a diet. This is another season two episode. Fester's Uncle Fester's pen pal Yvette, a Parisian can can dancer, is planning a visit, and Fester goes on a health kick to try to impress her even enlisting the help of real-life fitness guru Jack LaLanne playing himself. Gomez and Morticia clock this change in Fester, but they come to the erroneous conclusion that he's shaping up in order to join the space program. Space program. I am, I'm totally lost. I have, I have no instinct whatsoever on any of them, Zed. I've got nothing. Uh, I feel like the Wednesday one is real. Um... The gorilla. I just can't get over how many G's are in that answer. Um, it's a sign. It's real. Yeah. Like I guess, give me the space race. Like, give although me... that's the episode. It's called like Morticia joins the ladies' league, but then the yeah. episode is entirely about a gorilla, not about. But she does have a ladies' meeting. The gorilla makes is making the tea for the meeting. Yeah. 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 It's like you have the A plot and the B plot, and then they come together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be. It could be real. Yeah. Okay. We uh, there's the diet and oh, and the hand and lady fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thing thing and and lady fingers. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a strong feeling. I would, I would throw it at the diet or the ladies' fingers. Yeah, I'm also leaning towards one of those two. Let's just do lady fingers. Okay. Lady fingers. Okay, lady fingers. Final answer. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Well, you're wrong again. Yeah. It is the um, pushing <laughs> her off the roof and landing oh, the arms. That's the, the one man. I was so sure about. It's just, mm-hmm. This is just too hard. It's well, see, too this hard. is. This is how I know, Josh, that you're not getting like if you say something that's accurate about the mole, you're not going to clock it because the two of you every week say, I know this one is right. And I'm just sitting here like, uh-huh. Yeah, you uh-huh, just sit there uh-huh. and wait for us to be wrong. I've been told <laughs> I have to convince ourselves of our wrongness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have been told I have no poker face, but I'm doing all right here. So I'm not yeah. worried about you getting anything off of me. You certainly have a poker face. Questions are also just impossible 
they're insane. If I'm being quite honest, <laughs> the degree of difficulty is obscene. If I'm if I if I'm allowed to be so bold as to say that these are not gettable. No, I mean, there's no way to logic ourselves to the yeah. correct answer. Yeah. You know that the point is not for the two of you to get points or not no. points. No. I'm not going to withhold some prize from you at the end because you didn't get it As right. As if it wasn't difficult enough, now you're throwing us in the 1960s. Cool. <laughs> this was Sarah's idea, by the way. Cool. And you're going to love Listen, this last one. This last one you're going to like. We're still going to the alligator lounge, am okay? I? Oh, am yeah. I? I am going to buy you both pizza at the it's alligator pizza at the end of this tunnel, no matter how few questions we get right. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, nobody, nobody tell them that the pizza is free at the alligator lounge. But... Hmm. I believe technically it's a dollar. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ooh, I just equalized with Brian in the casino. I suddenly have a thousand fifty four coins. Anyway, oh, at least we're winning something here. Joshua. So sorry. Focus I just got pinged. I got, I got hit on my phone anyway. Okay. You have alerts from the casino sent yeah. to your phone. Yeah, oh, when I'm tagged. Oh, yeah. When I'm tagged. Yes, oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, have yeah, yeah. I have Wario blocked so that I don't get alerts at all. I would wow, never. I would. I've never. I haven't even I taken ne- that. Step. I would never dare block Wario. I'm I'm too afraid of what would happen. I'm waiting for it to come after me, and nothing's happened Boy. yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, just you wait. You just put that out there. That's a dangerous mm. thing that's been done. Look, every time I play, he takes away a coin, but then. I will not go in there for a week and then I'll come in and I'll have like 3,000 coins. Yeah. I didn't do anything. That happens. I've heard that's the way to do it. Sometimes. The only way to win is not to play. You got a chance. Well, then at I'm least, winning because I've ch- never played. You got a chance at least once every two weeks. Otherwise, you're going to start becoming a drain to count. So you have to like be like active at least once every two weeks or so within yeah, two that's weeks. About how often I play. That's fine. And then like you're active, you know, you know, they're not coming for you. They're not trying to. He's not trying to close your account at that. Anyway, um, well, you know what? Just for that. This. Yeah. Well, no, we're taking a break. Uh, we'll do it. I'm she, chancing. Jess is chancing on the stream. Oh, yeah, see, I have a thousand coins. I had less than 400 the last time I looked. How did that happen? I don't know. Yeah. Everything is random. We're yeah. just all floating along accidental like on the breeze. All right, we'll do a, a quick chance on the stream. Yeah, I just got five coins. That's great. That's very Congratulations. exciting. Congratulations. Congratulations yeah. to you. Guys. Oh, wow, we're almost tied. That's Thank pretty you. cool. All right, I needed to win something while we were doing the quiz. Okay. All right, let's well, do. You're let's... probably not going to win this. Oh, really? We're going to be the yeah. theme of this. The theme of this last question. We're not doing single episodes of a program anymore. We are going to be talking about four different programs, and you have to tell me which one of these Sarah made up. Okay. And the okay. theme is. Superhero sitcoms of 1967. Okay. So here we go. One is made up. One of them is made up. Okay. Okay. So first of all, we have Tuesday Man, which aired in 1967 on ABC. It's just an ordinary Tuesday when a strangely glowing meteorite strikes the secret headquarters of spy organization, the Federal Internal Bureau of Secrets, or FIBS. (laughs) FIBS. It's like, it's like (laughs) FIBS, but it's FIBS. Bumbling janitor Fred Bantam is inside the elevator. He and the elevator plummet to the basement, crushing the new recruit who was to start that day. Unscathed, Fred emerges from the wreckage with strange new powers, but only on Tuesdays. In a case of mistaken identity, the Bureau employs Fred's new alter ego, Steve Suave, as a spy, unaware that not only is he the wrong man, but that six days a week he's an incompetent fool. 
The humor arises from Fred trying to be Steve on days that aren't Tuesday. Okay. Tuesdayman. Tuesdayman. Yep. Okay. Then we have Mr. Terrific, which aired in 1967 on CBS. Gas station attendant Stanley Beamish is a mild-mannered, scrawny youth who secretly works to fight crime for a government organization, the Bureau of Secret Projects. A power pill gives him the strength of a thousand men and enables him to fly by flapping his arms. Each power pill has a time limit of one hour. The humor arises from Mr. Terrific losing his powers at inopportune moments. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then we have He and She, which aired in 1967 on CBS. Married couple Dick and Paula Hollister are successful cartoonists and a social worker. Dick's cartoon Jetman has been so successful that it's now a network television series starring egomaniacal actor Oscar North, who constantly argues with Hollister over the direction of the Jetman character. Other characters include a firefighter named Harry who drops in on the Hollister's apartment via a plank connected to the firehouse across the street. Critics consider this series to be ahead of its time due to its portrayal of a marriage between two working people and much of the humor arises from the banter between the two okay a woman working outside of the home and being funny and being funny that couldn't be oh okay all right next they'll be sleeping in the same bed nope (laughs) cancel it canceled all right here here we go with the g's (laughs) (laughs) okay finally we have Captain Nice, which aired in 1967 nice. on, on NBC. Police chemist Carter Nash is a mild-mannered mama's boy who discovers a secret formula that grants him superpowers. The first time he drinks the formula, the explosion blows off most of his clothes, leaving him in long underwear with the remnants of a shirt suggesting a cape. His mother hectors him into continuing his crime-fighting career, sewing him a costume with the words Captain Nice in blue across the chest. Yeah. With, um. One could say, Brooklyn Zed, you hectored us into doing Mole Patrol in the exactly. first place. Yeah. Sure. Yes. yes. Sure. And now it's so nice. It's so nice. So nice. Yeah. You're truly the Captain Nice of this organization. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So some other hectors him into continuing his crime fighting career, sewing him a costume with the words Captain Nice in blue across the chest. With this kitschy garb and the formula intensifying his clum- clumsy nature, the humor arises from the very sight of Captain Nice somehow striking fear into the hearts of criminals. He and she is fake. Too ahead of its time. <laughs> too ahead of its time? Is it ahead of is it ahead of time to have a woman working in the 60s? Yeah, I don't know. The um, late 60s? Working yeah. and being his intellectual equal. Yeah, mm, yeah, mm. that's where they get you. No, but the Avengers is happening. I think in the '60s, right? I'm pretty sure. Not like Marvel's Avengers, mm-hmm. but the Avengers TV show. Um, there's, there's Mister, there's Captain Nice, Mister Terrific, and then uh, Tuesdayman. Um, yeah, Tuesdayman. I will say three of them ended with the humor arises from no, they whatever all did. it is. They all did. They oh, did all the did. last? Yeah. Did, uh, okay. Yeah, I just wrote them that way, so. Yeah. yeah. The humor arises from the fact that all of them <laughs> end with the humor arises. The humor arises yes. from us trying to logic our yes. way to a correct answer yes. when that is functionally not how this works. Yeah. And I've been saying, I've said that to myself for a year and yeah. it doesn't change the fact that we try to do it every day. At least you understand why the quiz exists. Yeah. For oh, humor. 
Not yeah. for us to win or feel accomplished. Yes. Yeah. We're going to get a bagel this week. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mr. Terrific. Is that was like the that was like the Captain America knockoff kind of. Yeah, he takes the pill. Ronnie kid who takes the pill. Yeah, and works for the government. Yeah, Mister Terrific. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah, that's incorrect. Getting the bag this week. That's incorrect. That's okay. The the one that was fake was Tuesday Men. Yeah, and I thought I I like I want to watch this show because it was so perfectly in sync with these other ones. Yeah, yeah, it feels so much like all of these other ones. Yeah, we record Mole Patrol pretty late, and every time Mole Patrol ends, I go to sleep being like, "Man, I'm so dumb." <laughs> yeah, I stay yeah. up. I stay up thinking about all of the things that I could have done right in my life. Mm. I could have. I could have. I could have been like a trivia master. Yeah, could've and watched all these 1967 superhero shows. But you know, the funny thing is, I go to sleep every night after we record <laughs> this, thinking. <laughs> Wow, I spent so much of my life learning all of this useless stuff that, you know, I could have been curing cancer. Uh And instead, I talk about TV on the Internet and I know a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. Oh, I've been on some game shows. Yeah, I didn't win on those game shows. Look at me still (laughs) breaking in five figures in middle management. Yeah. Not Ken Jennings. Mm -mm. Go see me on the chase. Mm Mm-mm. And I but. finish this podcast and don't go to sleep and go play more <laughs> video games so I can record more podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't change a thing. Nope. This is this is what the show is. Maybe a couple. Maybe a few things I would change. There mm. would be like a few things that I would change uh, uh, along the way in just like the general course that got me to this moment, but not enough that I wouldn't be at this moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It might change it so that Andy Coops and I are best friends and he comes on the podcast. That would be a great change. Although yes. now, having seen this episode, I'd be slightly afraid that he would punch me. That's why we do it remotely because <laughs> you know, just don't do a magic trick in front of his face. Like, I mean, oh my god! The two of you have never punched me. Why? Because we've never been in the same room together. It's possible. It's possible. You two definitely would have punched me by now, no doubt. And yeah. I have been in the same. We have shared air, yeah. and yeah. I have not punched you, and I know how. Yeah, yeah, with my fists. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. How you get it done? His definition of punch of a punch. Punching is very um, good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's punch out. Uh, mm. We are uh, again. This is we are we are doing some binge recording. So next week is the mole season two episode six. You're not going to be able to get your feedback in on time for that. You do have time to get your feedback in for the mole season two episode seven. And if you want to get your episode six feedback in for that podcast, that's totally cool. We can read them both uh, on that one. Mole Patrol at Rob is a website dot com that's going straight to Zed and Jess and not me. So feel free to load it up with spoilers. Uh, and in fact, send your spoiler takes in. I believe uh, Justin said in a couple of weeks, you guys are going to do a spoiler full um, episode of the podcast. So just to give people some warning that that's coming, because there's going to be a week that I have to miss. Uh, yeah, but we want to keep the podcast going. Can I throw something out? I'm specifically looking for feedback on something yes. if people are inclined. And again, like. I'm going to speak in the most vague of terms, but maybe Josh, take off your headphones for a second. Well, then that should also mean that people who. Mm -mm. uh, No, I just don't want you to read too much into it. 
okay, but like this is kosher for people who are watching it cleanly to listen to what you're about to say? Yeah, this is kosher. I think okay. it will, unless you Google it and start stumbling upon stuff, but okay. I just want... I just want to make sure Josh stays pure. Cool. Just give me thumbs up when we're <laughs> okay. when we're good to go and I'll come back in. All right. Take off the headphones. So here's what I want feedback on specifically. And Zed, you do not have to do this. But as you know, there's a book about this season of The Mole specifically. Mm-hmm. I am reading said book. If mm-hmm. any of you all have read that book or would like to read that book, it is on Kindle Unlimited. It's going to spoil you from looking at the cover. You will know way more than you wanted to if you're trying to remain unspoiled so don't look for it if you are if that describes you but read the book come at me with questions from the book because i want us to talk about this in detail and i'm going to do some readings of some excerpts because i want zed's head to explode oh boy yeah i'm gonna not read the book based on based on what you've said about it thus far and based on the fact that i don't want to give amazon any money and i don't have a kindle because i didn't want to give amazon any money you're smarter uh, than i am I got a nook Uh, and Mm. it's a little annoying, but it's not an Amazon product. At least it's not, at least it doesn't have the DRM in it. um, So you can like, you can put any file on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't have a Kindle. I have an app. So I didn't give him any money there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the book does not hold up. So if you're sensitive to like the way that we speak about anybody who's not an, an old white dude in 2021, Maybe give it a miss, but if you're okay with like being horrified by the writings of other people, um, yeah, get it, get it on Kindle Unlimited, read the book, and give me some feedback. Okay, yeah, come back, I would John. love to hear thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I want, I want thoughts. We gave Josh the thumbs up. I'm back. back. Yeah, I'm back. give you the thumbs up. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I was just wanted. There's a piece of there's a piece of this that I feel like i wanted feedback on and okay. adjacent adjacent media okay yeah, adjacent media i could say great yeah. cool sounds good um so get that in i guess uh mm-hmm. mobile patrol drivers website.com so mm-hmm. i'm sure you already said that uh at mm-hmm. haymaker hattie at hard rock hope that's how you find jess that's how you find zed i'm at ron howard do not at me don't you dare <laughs> uh don't at me about anything involving the mole uh my filters are strong don't try don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Wasn't uh, planning on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, cool. That's great. Uh, Jess is still waiting for Walking Dead to come back, right? Mm, no, I'm doing great without it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's going to happen at some point. No, I, can I just tell you, my, my child has discovered Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, cool. He plays like every chance you have. A, he has a tablet in his hand. He's playing Plants vs. Zombies. He wakes me up at 4.30 in the morning to talk about zombies. It's like, dude, I'm on vacation <laughs> for the walking dead. Cut yeah. that out. Yeah, leave that out of my life. He's like, there's uh, a show about zombies. I'm like, yeah, no, you're not watching it. Sorry. Not yet. Yeah. No, no, no way. No, no way. Uh, so that'll happen, though. You're you're just a few weeks away. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably talk offline. Like, what are we doing with that? Uh, we'll figure that well, out. It's coming up. It's not like a now problem, but it's closer to a now right, problem that's than a later. Already, so. Yeah, so it's potentially a soon problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zed, uh, you're rocking FF7. We actually already recorded Saturday's upcoming FF7 remake podcast by the time this one is coming out. Uh, as we did, uh, what like we wrapped two hours ago on that before we hopped on for Mole Patrol. Yeah. Uh, so uh, keep an eye out Just for that. That's coming out. You and me all yeah. the time. It's been great. I'm having yeah. a good time. Um, 
definitely not thrilled about not getting a single person right this week. Uh, what are you going to do? Is that uh, is it's, it's it's tough, tough break. You're not even at the halfway point. You'll make it up. Uh, yeah, that would involve us getting more than one right. On future endeavors, <laughs> you might do it. Um, might. How many episodes are there in season two of the mole? Well, like, we're not halfway through the season, but are we like thirteen? Uh, well, okay. thirteen, including the finale. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, so, like, uh, we're we're uh, getting close to around the halfway ish. We're mm-hmm. almost there. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Enjoying season two quite a bit. Thrilled to be here. We hope that you all are having fun as well. Uh, so uh, if you're not, don't tell us. All right. That'll do it. <laughs> we'll be back next week. More Mole Patrol. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.